0: Hello and welcome back to the Clifford Chance Pensions podcast, our podcast which goes hand in hand with our regular UK pensions update newsletter. It delivers to you a snapshot of the headline points covered in our latest edition. Your speakers today will be me Rebecca Trapp, me Louise Oliver and me Portia Wayneman,
1: all associates in the Clifford Chance Pensions team. Thanks for the introduction Rebecca. It's exciting to be underway with the third podcast in our series. So what's on the agenda for today, Louise? Well, there's been a lot happening in the pensions world since our last update.
2: One of the big things, obviously, being the Chancellor's autumn statement last month. This brought with it a raft of pensions updates, and there was plenty in there to get the industry thinking. Although I would say a lot of what was said isn't new as such. It follows on from the announcements at Mansion House in the summer. There have been a number of other interesting developments too, but today I think it makes sense to focus on the autumn statement, given how much was in there. I think we can really break down the announcements into three key broad themes. Abolition of the lifetime allowance, pension scheme investments, and
0: then consolidation. Yeah, good idea. Plenty in there for the pensions enthusiasts. So why don't we start with the lifetime allowance? The background to this, as I'm sure our listeners will know, being that following the removal of the LTA charge from the 6th of April this year, the government published draft legislation in the summer designed to abolish the LTA completely from the 6th of April next year.
1: Yes, that's right. And it's really not a straightforward case of just getting rid of the LTA concept. The draft legislation introduced the concept of two new allowances, the first being a lump sum allowance to cap the amount of certain lump sums which can be taken tax-free in respect of an individual from all registered pension schemes, with any lump sum paid in excess of this amount then been taxed at the individual's marginal rate of income tax, and the second being a lump sum death benefit allowance to cap the total amount of tax-free lump sums together with broadly any tax-free death benefit lump sums and tax-free serious ill health lump sums which can be paid in respect of an individual from all registered pension schemes.
2: That's right the way it works is all very complicated and there were a number of issues identified with the draft legislation published back in the summer so that resulted in speculation that the changes might actually be pushed back given there's so much detail to work through. But that's not the case now is it? No, it certainly doesn't seem that way. Although the, these changes were not mentioned in the autumn statement speech itself, directly afterwards, a number of documents were published, including a policy paper from HMRC confirming its intent to abolish the LTA from the 6th of April next year.
0: Yeah, and we've seen that the autumn finance bill has been more recently published, which contains the draft provisions to implement the changes. So we seem to be going forwards with it. That's right. Close scrutiny is going to be required to confirm whether the
1: issues identified with the previous draft have now been resolved. All very interesting. And fairly tight timing, given the 6th of April is looming. We'll watch this space. Shall we move on to the text? The next topic you mentioned, Louise? Pension scheme investments?
2: Yes. The autumn statement gave a number of updates in this area. The first one being the call for evidence on trustee skills and removing barriers to making effective investment decisions which was published following Mansion House. The response to that has now been published. Essentially, the DWP is saying that trustees would benefit from more guidance and training, and the pensions regulator is looking to put in place a trustee register to enable it to assess whether knowledge and understanding requirements are being met on trustee boards. It's also looking to update its trustee toolkit and publish some new guidance on investment decisions and alternative assets.
0: And the gift that keeps on giving the DWT also published its response to the call for evidence on options for DB schemes, which is really focused on the role that DB schemes play in productive investment. So the DWP has been clear that further work's needed in this area. But one of the things it's looking to do is establish a public sector consolidator by 2026. And it's going to be consulting on the detail of those measures in the winter.
1: And am I right in thinking that this is all in the context of encouraging pension funds to invest in UK businesses and the economy? Yes, the government essentially wants to facilitate
0: growth and it thinks that DB schemes can play a key role in this. That's right. And
2: actually connected to that is the confirmation that the authorised surplus repayment charge will be reduced from 35% to 25% from 6th of April next year in a way, trying to encourage DB schemes to invest for surplus by making the tax charge less
1: penal for a return of surplus to scheme employers. Hmm. I suspect this will be a development which will be of interest to many clients who are considering options for dealing with surplus in their schemes at the moment. What else was said about consolidation? Consolidation. In addition to the
0: proposals to consult on a public sector consolidator, which would be aimed really at schemes that are unattractive to the commercial providers on an opt-in basis, there's actually also been a drive for DC consolidation, with the DWP publishing its response to the consultation on deferred member small parts.
1: Yes, and our listeners may recall that this was something the DWP was consulting about over the summer. And the purpose is to stop employees who switch jobs ending up with lots of small pots which are scattered all over the place.
2: That's right. And so they've now confirmed that the intention is to go ahead with what they've called a multiple default consolidator model, which would involve a small number of authorised schemes acting as consolidators for eligible deferred pension pots. And in terms of what would qualify as an eligible pot, the proposal is that it would be deferred pension pots of a thousand pounds and below, which have not received contributions for the prior 12 months and which were created since the introduction of auto-enrolment.
0: And this seems like quite a big step. Do we know the timing for this?
1: Yes, it does. I mean, so far, all we know is that the DWP will look to take forward legislation to implement a framework as parliamentary time allows. In the meantime, it said it's going to look to form a delivery group with the pensions industry and other interested parties to ensure that the outstanding design questions are tackled. And at the same time, it was also announced that the DWP is going to consult on giving savers a legal right to require a new employer to pay contributions into their existing pension pot, if they choose, so that they can have one pot for life. And alongside that, it's also published a call for evidence on a lifetime provider model to achieve that that call for evidence closes in January.
2: Yes, and the government has also launched a new call for evidence to further explore the development and wider use of CDC, or Collective Defined Contribution Schemes. That's as part of a long-term vision for pension saving in the UK. So it seems there are plenty of developments in the pension space on the horizon. Although I would just say that at this stage, most of the
1: proposals are still very much just that, proposals. That's right. And we're not generally expecting clients will want to take immediate action in response to most of those items.
0: No, but quite a lot to get familiar with. And Louise, I have to ask, um, it's a lot of consultations and calls for evidence. Have you read every single one of them? Of course I have.
2: (laughs) Um, Indeed. I mean, I think that gives a good flavour of what came out of the autumn statement, although there were also a number of other items that we don't have time to touch on today. Um, So worth being aware of, the FCA has confirmed an intention to consult on rules for a value for money framework for contract based schemes in the spring. Um, A response to the consultation on helping savers understand their pension choices at retirement was also published, as well as a response to the consultation on the investments of the local government pension scheme.
0: And there are some other interesting topics covered in our latest newsletter that aren't related to the autumn statement. So we've got the Court of Appeals' recent ruling on the status of the pensions ombudsman. We've got some interesting ombudsman cases in there on transfers and the return of surplus, as well as some updates on a number of ongoing pensions issues.
1: Certainly plenty in there that's worth a read. So please do take a look. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to your Clifford Chance pensions contact
2: thanks very much both that just leaves us to say thank you for listening for more detail about the topics discussed please
1: do take a look at our newsletter or reach out to your clifford chance pensions contact you've been listening to the clifford chance pensions podcast please do follow us on linkedin